1: Recorded live.
2: Shalom, falling on the record. This is Minister Shedrick, Tribe of Judah, and welcome to um, Aboriginal Academy 1. The time now is 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Central.
1: Hold on for just a second.
3: Okay, so,
2: uh, Eric, I have a question for you, brother.
3: Brother Eric, are you there? Shalom, yes, sir.
1: Okay, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What
3: according to the video uh that we
2: watched some time ago, what do you recall Title eight subsection fourteen oh one B regarding Aboriginal National to, uh,
3: to convey in your own words? That
2: Title 8, subsection 14,
3: no, yeah,
2: 1401B deals with Aboriginal National. Could you tell the class exactly what that subsection
1: is uh, uh, talking about? i uh basically you uh
3: you return your citizenship
4: uh with u s a inc okay. uh,
3: you've
4: been turned to the republic okay. uh and you are now uh with the uh tribes of aboriginal nation far as uh, what i say the crossover or should I say uh quote uh uh how you say it uh quote unquote the Hebrew you have now crossed over in, in so many words from uh being a US from from going to have a US citizen to dual ship and your social social security move from uh 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 how you say default to positive. Do I say,
0: and with that, are you? Sorry about the latency. that
2: Okay, no problem. Yes, sir. That is that that is the answer. You're actually correct, and I I don't even need to ask the ask, ask the next question because you pretty much already answered it. And it was it was in regard regarding uh, the dual citizenship capacity. So. And I think I will. Pres- it will be presumed that most of us here get uh, or understands to a certain degree that when we do make the switch, that it'll be operating in uh, dual capacity, because you'll be part of you'll be part of a organization or what they'd like to call an Indian tribe or aboriginal tribe, as I've learned that they are actually synonymous, (laughs) Um, and it's actually in the law books, (laughs) Uh, synonymous uh, words. Took me by surprise, but nonetheless, they are synonymous. Um, But nonetheless, um, you'll be operating in... uh, as part of an aboriginal or Indian organization or tribe, and then you'll have part of uh,
3: the citizenship um, in the United States. And so um, what – the reason why I'm
2: asking this is because this is also on your documents. So – for many of you know, for many years, even I, you know, I, uh, you know, was still trying to find a better way to say something that was simply easy. Um, but nonetheless, I didn't realize that the answer was like right in my face. So I'm hope I'm I'm bringing the question up because I kind of wanted to see what we what else we gather or if we were really paying attention to the video and. I'm glad you answered it the way that you did, brother. It was your it was your own way of of answering it, and that's good because when you guys get to a point to where, where you'll be teaching it, you'll be able to express it in the way that you'll be able to express it in the way that you understand you can also express it in a way that someone else understands so this is always key and this is important um so there's two things going on you know for future references. This is there's two things going on. Uh, the whole with the Title Eight Subsection fourteen oh one B it is restoring you in terms of citizenship with the republic, and then you get dual citizenship. And as the subsection, you know, also reads that it doesn't basically take any rights away from you if you join. The Republic. It just gives. It, it just. It just allows you to operate in a dual capacity. You understand what I'm saying. So I hope that I'm hoping that it's becoming a little bit clear. If it didn't, as to why that is on your form, why that is on your Aboriginal title, um, not Aboriginal title on your true name document. I'm sorry, it's on your true name document.
3: And, you know, I'm sorry, hold on for a second. (laughs) Oh, that's one of the uh, ministers. Um, Yeah, so I hope
2: that we understand that part. I hope that part is a lot more clear to you guys as to why it's only in document so that, you know, we don't have, we don't have someone going out trying to publish this document, and then they get asked, "Well, why is this sub? Why is this title on here? Or why is this uh code on here?" And then you don't know how to answer that. And I think that for the most part, we're we're comfortable enough to you know explain why. And if you're not now, don't worry, you'll grow into it. Because that's the
1: whole
2: thing. So, um, I have another question, and this question is
3: for uh, I want to say Opti Tyra. Opti Tyra, are you on?
1: Dear sister, are you there? Okay. Uh. DK.
3: Okay. Um, Shalom, brother. Okay.
2: So, in re- in respect to the video that we watched, um. Okay. Well, let me ask this question because there's also another video that is posted underneath the um, the Freecast Status 3.1 video. Were
3: you able to watch that video?
5: I was not able to watch that video.
3: Okay.
2: Is there anyone here that was able to watch that video that was underneath the Freecast
3: video? Salama, yes. Uh, here in consult. Yes, sir. So, can you explain what is going on
2: in the video? Just so that for the people who didn't,
3: who who weren't able to watch it, could understand what I'm about to get ready to ask you in regards to the video.
1: Shalom, are
3: you talking about the girl who was getting uh, in in Austin? I mean, in
4: in Texas?
2: Yes, sir. Oh, Um, I see.
4: Well, she was in a confrontation with one officer, and the other officer came behind her and attacked her from behind, dragging her head, and then he, after he got her to the ground, he uh, dragged her into the uh, cell, And close the sale with a cuff behind her back.
2: Is that a year? Yes, sir. So I think you, I'll presume that you understand what I'm about to get ready to ask because you say this, you're able to catch on pretty quickly. So considering what we were discussing or what you guys were watching uh, in terms of the free cash status, how would you? And this is just theory because there, there's a whole lot of different elements. But so based off of what we saw in the video, what would you be able to say uh, was going on in terms of uh, the technology that was being used uh, between the
3: officers and the young lady that was in the video? You say the technology? Yes, and I and I'm speaking. I'm saying this specifically technology because this is
2: a technology. Everything that you guys watched in the video is a technology.
3: From the birth certificate, social security number, theocracy, and so forth. They were using bond serving technology. Okay. Okay. With that, I you? So this import, This is
2: always important, and I, I mean it's, it's obvious that that was was going on. But I wanted it to be, I wanted it to be a little bit more clear as to what I'm saying in terms of technology, because I know that a lot of people will think that oh, if you put you know a piece of uh, plastic with some you know wires and all of that in a big old plastic box, that's technology. And it's like no, that's not talk technology, that's just some, that's just electricity in a plastic box. Electricity has existed for a long time. We just have different ways of doing it. So that's why I call this technology because technology is, is it's just a systematic way of doing things or presenting a systematic way of doing things. So this particular, technolo- this particular technology that we see being used is universal. It's not, you know, something that just happened with white people and black people. It just It's not something that happened over here in the Americas. We understand that is, this is something that has happened throughout history. I think the problem comes in when we try with us not being able to have the whole history uh, of why we came over here and what happened before we came over here in terms of us being transported from um uh, the ports or forts of uh Africa or on the coast of Africa or West Africa. Um and that kind of throws us off because we're not we're not aware of everything that happened before the slave trade, like what laid what led up to it. And so this when we look at, you know, what people when people say, well uh, what is slavery? And they think that that is something new. And it's uh, you would you could possibly say that the slavery over here is somewhat new because there were so many different harsh elements in it, and it, it was more gruesome than probably any slavery on the history of the planet. But nonetheless, as I said uh, in conversation on another line that what happened to us was ex, it was auxiliary, so to speak. And I say it in that way because when you go into a contract, we all know that usually contract is based principally off of what you ain't going to do and what you will do, and that's on both sides. And we all know that anything that happens outside of the original contract is auxiliary. It, well, let me say it in this way. Anything that the the contracting parties didn't bargain on in terms of what they didn't come in the contract, you know, expecting, so to speak. Like if I come into a contract with somebody for, you know, a, a car and we say, well, I agree that, you know, if I don't pay the monthly, you know, fees and all this other different stuff then my car is gonna be taken away from me. But I also might you know, there's some things that might happen where I might have to, you know, pay some legal fees, they might take me to court, or if I you know, if I don't pay court fees then, you know, the you know, court may find a way for me to get locked up and so on and so forth. So there's a there's a natural ball that's activating the high the underlying contract that we have. It's almost kinda like a chain reaction. It's like it's a snowball effect. One thing happened, and then you unleashed the whole hell on you because of one simple mistake or something, or, or and you can look at it in uh, the abstract. If you do something good, then you have all these different blessings that happen to you. And I think we understand that. Here we do. I think for the most part, most of our people outside of us may not necessarily understand that because we're all, you know, we either put ourselves on the other end of of oppression or we are oppressed. So it's either or. But I kind of wanted to make sure that we understand that when we're dealing with uh, this system, and it could be gruesome sometimes, understand that there's a there's a added force there's an added force to the already different laws that are there but I kind of think that that added force is there so that you can understand that the laws that are already in place are that more that more damning if you break them and that's just the way it's always kind of been but because we don't understand that Everything is surrounded by law. We tend to keep breaking these laws and keep thinking that we are invincible, and keep thinking that nothing is going to happen. Or if something does happen, we either, we either have to die in order for it to happen, or we're all we all we either going to be near death before we receive the karma, and that's not the way the world works. So I'm kind of putting it in us now. Even though I I got a definite feeling that we understand it here, I just kind of want to confirm some things about why certain things happen to us and, you know, what are some of the extra things that's going on in the background. Because a lot of people think, well, these people are mistreating me, but they don't understand that there's this system, this technology has been used for thousands and thousands of years that we've been a part of that has been flipped on us and has been ever so oppressive for our own correction I'm not saying that you know I want to get oppressed or I want to be I want to be you know constantly beaten and I don't think anybody wants to be constantly beaten, but it isn't until we understand what the beatings are for or it isn't, it isn't until we understand why it's happening, whether we, we deserve it or not. It isn't until we understand, you know, all of these different
3: things that is operating this machine till so we can stop somebody from beating our ass. So I wanted to be just that much real for us. I hate to say it that way, but I
2: wanted to be to stick in our heads. So excuse my language, but I I wanted us to get there. Um, the young lady in the video, I I seen that video peddling around the internet for quite some time, and when I saw it in the university in regards to the free uh technology. I didn't immediately put two and two together until I watched the freecast because we didn't have that video if I can remember. We didn't have that video when we first came into the university uh of the young lady. Of course, obviously it wasn't out during the time the incident happened. Um but now that I understand uh to a certain degree the technology that's being uh played out in the system It made sense as to what could possibly be going on in that situation. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't think that most of that that force was deserving. I don't think that you know no. Number one, I don't think any female should be just you know manhandled like that, and you know abused by someone who's supposed to be you know just apprehending her or keeping her, because that's a place to be kept. It's not a place for you to be beat up and kept. But you have to remember, of course, there's there's the written law, there's the politics, or what they call policies, and then there's the rules of the people who are running the place. And people where the, you know, people's rules are protected by the, by. That badge or whatever it is that they wear and that is the law that seems to uh, not sit too well with certain people myself being included but I understand what's going on here and I understand why most of that law gets mixed in with the technology that actually being enforced it's a lesson learned as how serious that we have to be about life in general, because you can make one small mistake. I don't care what it is. You can make the simplest mistake, and it can really cost you. Now, that young lady who was in that video probably never, it never dawned on her that I could be in a situation where I'm being apprehended and I'm getting beat up by cops. I don't know what was said in the video, but, they banged her up, and it didn't look too good. But it's, it's a constant reminder of it's the smallest things in this system that could make you or break you. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there for, who, for those who haven't watched the video. Please watch the video so that you can take what I'm hearing, what I'm saying to you, and it can start to register. I'm pretty sure it will because it's pretty in your face so you're not missing anything. Um, in terms of hidden messages, but it's there, you know. So um, I just kind of wanted to bring that out. Again, this week I wanted to ask if there's anybody who has any questions in particular about the video that didn't get a chance to speak about the video. Um, if you have any uh, comments about the video, feel free to um, ask them, because this is your class time, you know, I want to make sure that everybody has a chance to speak their thoughts. So I open up the floor now to give uh, any brothers or sisters uh, some time to kind of go in um, and share some of the things that they were able to find uh, in the video or things that they –
3: probably weren't aware of when they first watched it. Now they just kind of want some clarity on it, And I yield. Shalom, brothers, brother EK. I wanted yes, to, um, recam my earliest statement. Uh,
5: I did watch the Jasper, Texas video. I just wasn't okay. sure if there was another video that was, that you had, that we had, had to watch. But, yeah, um, in the video with the, uh, with the, with the sister and the cops, um, the way I look at it is obviously, unfortunately, she got mistreated. Well, it obviously appears that way that she got mistreated. She was dragged out. She was, you know, manhandled, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it also speaks to the fact that, again, um, going back to this is a technology that has been dealt with in a long time, where when we're in a certain status, Will be treated a certain kind of way, and I feel like although it's to the people that may not to those outside of us, it may it may be very very like it's hard to say it to those to people outside of us because it's like we understand the dy- the underlying dynamics as to why she may be treated that way. Not saying that she should have been treated that way. But it's understanding the status that's being dealt with at the end of the day, so that's no different when some of our brothers and sisters in the streets are getting, you know, treated on, you know, treated pretty badly by, you know, cops and whatnot because of our status, our condition. And so knowing that is really why some of the things have been happening to us, and so this technology that we're learning, especially within the free cast status of our video, being able to prepare and reconstruct our affairs as well as our mentality about some of these things that surrounds us allows us to not be subjugated to those conditions anymore as well as our people. So um, that's sort of the thread that I was kind of seeing with both videos. So I was just, you know, trying to see if that would make sense. So Are you?
2: No, it makes sense, brother. Everything that you said makes sense, and you know, I'm glad that you were able to.
3: I'm glad you were able to see that. So that makes sense, brother. Thank you. That makes sense. Anyone else? Shalom, uh, going on the
4: record, uh, Eric. Yes, sir. Uh I was just as I look at the uh, videos and the free cash status, that make it uh well. It brings to my knowledge that, you know, you feel a certain type of way to uh want to go ahead and establish yourself first and then establish this uh nation, you know, because we don't have a big brother system to look over our sisters nor brothers.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know?
4: So it'd it, it, it be sad because they can kind of do whatever they want to do and get mm-hmm. away with it. So we, we we just like, you know, thinking it is is no hope, and a lot of us give up. So, right, with the form of this nation that'll give us, you know, the people something, you know, to strive and fight for more than just the uh the the ignorance that the United States is throwing out and feeding to the people, that'll give them a different uh flavor of food to eat, spiritually and mentally. And for that, I you.
2: You know, it's funny that you said that, brother, because I was sitting here thinking, and Minister Priest says this, you know, uh, he says this often, how, um, and and this was said of many of the people who came in and, you know, uh, have left the nation, whether they've been involuntary or voluntarily, that, and I, not even just so much as the people here, but just our people in in regards to the to the situation that we're in. We look at everything as a whole, and then we think we're trying to we wanna we want to try to handle or uh, to fix the whole. And I mean it's fixable. Don't get me wrong, but it has to happen individually because. Excuse me, I apologize. Here's why it needs to happen. Because at the end of the day, we have all of these different parts that make up a government, and if we don't self check our, we don't check ourselves first before we try to quote unquote save the, you know, save the the world or save the culture, you're going to it's going to create a clash because you have so many different expectations from all over the different from all over the place that necessarily can't be met because everybody's minds are not in the same place. Their understandings are not in the same place. And they're trying to tackle so many different things at one time. This program is designed to get us to learn how to operate as a nation, but check, but check in ourselves, too, because government starts at home. It doesn't start in a building with a whole bunch of people parleying. You understand what I'm saying? So that is what can happen when we have a body of people who have different ideas and things like that, you know, to make the society better. But right now you have a – well, right now at this point we have a small group of people here, and that's sufficient for what it is that we're – for what we're trying to do because we're a small group of people who aspire to have a government and that takes a lot of commitment. And it, and I know it's a lot of commitment because you have so many different people coming from so many different walks of life uh, who have certain ideologies that they're trying to uh, understand and reform, you know, because I think we all come from ideologies that that sounded good, but maybe at some point they weren't applicable. And I guess that's like, That with a lot of different things, so it's almost kind of like, well, we need to find something that works, but that needs to that needs to happen with us individually, so that when we come together, we can we can fix it together because it's not a you know it's not a um, it is a nation issue, and that's one of the issues that we have is we don't we don't have a nation, but we don't have a nation because. We don't have people who want the nation, but in order for us to have a nation, everybody has to understand what is going on in the society. They have to understand what is going on in society, but they also have to understand themselves in the society. When white people decided that they wanted to, well, when these Europeans, let me be more specific, decided that they wanted to come over and establish an independent government, Granted, they all came from different families, different uh, backgrounds, but they had this in common that they wanted to formulate own independent government outside of uh, Britain and outside of the jurisdiction of the Church of England. These Protestants said, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up our, our own government so that we don't have to be oppressed and we don't have to... Uh, um, Um, suffer under the hands of a tyrant, so they say. But a lot of that wasn't just, oh, we have money to put together, let's put money together and let's just govern. It It doesn't necessarily work like that. You have to understand who you are as an individual and what you're capable of so that you can be properly placed to operate a certain position in a government so that it can work itself. That is how that works. I uh, started seeing this when I was in a Pan-African class, and I kept remembering, like, well, one of the problems that we're having here with, you know, with the disconnect between the Pan-African and the actual Africans is the Africans were saying to themselves, well, how are you going to fix me but you haven't fixed you? (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) issue isn't necessarily a black thing. And it never, it, it never was a black thing. Because if that was the issue, the, people, the black people in Iran, the black people in China, the black people in Russia, black people in Australia would have been already united. So it was never a black thing. It was, this is our land. This is our property. This is our estate. And it belongs to these, to these specific tribes. We need to figure out how we're going to protect that. It had nothing to do with being black. But because our people have not understood that that wasn't necessarily the case, we find ourselves as a dog chasing his tail, never really understanding the problem of why we can't get things done. And a good movie to... I know you may not... Some people really say they don't really get the message, but it's clear as they what the message is. Uh, what is it? Uh, School Days by Spike Lee. And it's written all in the movie. Uh, when you see them at the beginning of the movie, they talk about divesting in South Africa because uh, you have these people supporting apartheid, and he was so gung ho about divesting from, uh, uh, you know, from the, you know, having the school divest from uh, South Africa because of whatever was going on with the apartheid issue, but they couldn't figure out how to coexist with the people that looked just like them at the school. They could not get along. You had them calling each other jiggaboos and wannabes and, you know, African booty scratchers, this, that, and the other, but they were so gung-ho about going to fix Africa or going to fix South Africa, but they couldn't get along with themselves. So government does start with everybody respectively understanding who they are as an individual and learning how to synthesize all of that to formulate a, a whole body. And as you say, brother, we fix ourselves and then we figure out how to work that as a body of people. And that's what we're trying to do. That's always what government has always been about. Uh, hopefully the you know the message sticks, but I think somehow it gets it gets lost um because maybe people tend to sensationalize the movement as opposed to what government actually is, and the movement overshadows what is the importance of the movement. The importance of the movement is government, not wearing uh, Power Ranger uniforms and bandanas and gloves and screaming at people and trying to figure out how many different gods you can create out of y'all. That's not what the goal is. (laughs) And we haven't figured that out yet, but we'll soon figure it out because you're going to have people who are tired of having to deal with that rhetoric all the time and just say, you know what, I just want to build. So to keep it short, sorry I was long-winded, but yes, brother, I'm glad that you said it, and you're right on. We have to start individually. I'm not saying that we should think individually because individualism is no different than anarchy. It usually does lead to anarchy, but that's that's a whole nother different discussion. There's you as an individual, and then there's individualism, which is no different than egoism. But oh, what I'm trying to say, brother, is you're right, and I and I agree with what you're saying. Um, anybody else have any uh any
3: other uh, comments or even questions about the video?
1: okay well it is my uh, hope can you
0: hear me yes i take it though those beats i had them were not working um for on the regular sister adiana how you doing
2: i'm fine
3: sister how are you
0: i'm i'm good um what was i gonna say um oh yeah um about that video um right before the oh my god this my granddaughter is to have an outbreak. I'm sorry, poor um, um, her mom. I um, I I didn't even know she left. Anyway, right, the video right before it about the te- the comments for the freedom technology. It was Brother Priest was he was explaining some things mm-hmm. about the video. Wait a minute, hold on. he was explaining some things about the video. I'm gonna have to shut her out for a minute. And um. One of the things when he was uh explaining that we should not be going around hating Caucasians, and a lot mainly because just like you explained and he's been explaining, and also brother e k was touching on um you know the fact that we know here in the nation we know why uh these things are happening, but like Brother Prince said, and like you mentioned also, and I think we can all agree it does not it still doesn't give them the right to go overboard' cause they do sometimes in in the video they clearly did go overboard but nevertheless, we understand why it is, and um I agree with brother e k that if you tried to explain that to someone out of the nation, they would think we were uh we lack empathy or we we're not understanding or sympathetic about our people or Right. You know something like that' We're uncaring when it's not really that we understand the the law the aspect of the law pertaining to attacks see that um Roma, give me a minute, I'm getting like with a child. I'm sorry I'm hey, I'm, sorry.
1: That,
0: I'm gonna yield I'm gonna yell like now because I gotta deal with her right now,
2: yes, ma'am,
0: okay All no right. problem. All right.
2: yes, and what the sister was saying, you know again, a lot of people may say, Well, you're a coon when you speak like that again. A lot of people was talking about the whole Kanye West situation where he did not say that slavery was a choice. He said that slave he said that he was actually responding to the question that was asked. And he was saying that when they mentioned the four hundred years of slavery he said, years of four, uh, like, 400 years of slavery, that sounded like a choice. Exactly. Because who would, you know, who would want to be beat that long? Eventually, you'll get tired of being beaten like that. Or you get tired of having someone play with your mind like that before you rebel, and so you start to see the rebellions. You start to see the uh, uh, Nat Terminers, the Denmark Vesties, the... Uh, uh, the Sojourner Truths, uh, and uh, you understand what I'm saying. You you have all these different people who played a part in the quote unquote rebellion, or the well, the quote unquote rebellion against oppression. I think that's the best way to say it because there's slavery, and then there's oppression, right. and I equate slavery with no different than uh with employment because they are the same thing. Right. They are the same thing. Um but when people you you know try to introduce these things to people, they're thinking well you're trying to, you know, sympathize with the oppressor and it's not even the case. And I tend to think, you know, if people can remove themselves, which I know that's hard to do because they're in the situation, so you can, they can only speak for what they understand or what they live. I mean, they can only speak on what they live. But when you remove yourself from the situation and you look at it in a grand scheme of things, that's why, it. you know, after a while when I started realizing what was going on, it was just like, oh, well, I understand why the Rothschild did this or why the United States did this because I understand like the law is not a one-sided thing it's it's a universal thing and the force is the you know the law only you know aids those who actually gives it the force so if you are if you're enforcing it or you use it to give force it's only going to be beneficial where it's being enforced if the people don't
3: apply it then how do you, I mean, what do you expect to happen? (laughs) Exactly. Now, granted, like,
2: let's look at some of the brothers in uh, the Moorish community. Now, granted, they have some issues where they just can't seem to, you know, not, you know, stay out of jail on account of some of young, you know, taking some teachings and misinterpreting them, and then they go off on their own and do their own little thing, and and it costs them dearly. But then you have those that are diligent who are responsible and who understand how these United States codes work. And they will say, hey, you know what? Well, this this is how it's supposed to work. This is how it's supposed to work. This is how it's supposed to work. I agree that this is how they're doing it, and they're doing it because this is how it's... They're doing it because that is what allows them to... This is what's giving them the right to act. This is what is giving them the uh, right to apply force. So you have some people who, you know, uh, understand the United States law. And I'm just saying the United States law in particular because I know we live here in the United States. So they understand these things. But... Law in general, now I'm speaking about law in general, if you apply it, it could be that more beneficial to you. Our people haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> they have not figured it out yet. And, I mean, it's, it is not as hard as we think it is. And I, I guess I realized it over time. I took my time with it, like Minister Priest asked too, and I had no issues. Me, personally, I had no issues. I had no issues with nobody stopping me. I had no issues with the courts. They've been helpful as far as I've been concerned. Our courts of them, you know, the courts set up a certain way where they won't allow certain people to help you only because of uh, um, uh, protecting people against false information from the courts. But nonetheless, they will help you where they can, and the judge will help you as well. You know, so it's we gotta really start looking at the law and saying, you know what? I understand and I I understand why they why they would do the law but and then I will understand why they would apply the force but or they would apply some unnecessary force. Let me say it that way. And I understand why they would do it. It's still wrong, but I will understand why they would do it. And understand also that it is written in their law that you can prosecute them for that. That's that's a whole nother different thing. Like they can be prosecuted for all the crimes that they commit. It's written in Title Eighteen, I think it's uh what is it, Title Eighteen? They have all
3: the different things that they can be prosecuted on. So when we're good and ready to the point to where we
2: decided that we wanted to really fix these people, we can do it, because they gave us the remedy to do it. They had to do it. <laughs> it's was, it was not so much they wanted to do it. They had to do it. So um, I want to preach to the choir. Uh, I just want to kind of keep it short on my end. But, again, this the, your time, brothers and sisters, anybody have any more comments or uh, questions?
5: Shalom brothers, brother E. Brother K. Okay. Um, I have three points. Um and it's sort yeah. of it sort of all derives from the video and it just sort of made me think it think of everything what we're doing in a grander in a bigger picture. So for example, the first point is like with the social security card and our social security number and the account ledger, it's almost as if, right, um, that our social security card is more like if you think about it like if we think about how when we correct our status we become the credit of obviously but it's obviously that we are basically that the United States is basically has been borrowing our time in relation to our social security card knowing that with the status that we're in right now, we don't have access to the quote-unquote funds that we would necessarily have when our status is correct and when we use our Social Security card. So it's almost like a flip where it's like we are owing them, obviously, through our Social Security number with our improper status, but in reality, because we're not in the republic of the citizenship with the duality of it all, our Social Security card is really what they owe us, obviously. But it's it's just the way that it's flipped in our minds, so to speak. So that's why it's like watching the video, it's like that's all it is, you know? It, it, it's like it, it, it's so crystal clear. Obviously, there's things in between that has to be done to, to get there. But it's like, wow, like, so to your Just for your last point, they had to give the remedy. They had to leave the remedy there because that's that's the remedy that was prescribed to us, obviously. So um, the second point is like, you know, the way I look at everything that we're doing and how it's all encompassing with the Hebrew faith, it's like all the nationalities on the planet, so to speak, it's like if you have one large classroom, and the most high being the teacher. And obviously in a lot of universities, even high schools, some even, they have teaching assistants that assist the teacher in being able to reinforce some of the lessons and principles to the rest of the class, right? And so in our position, us being the nation, we are essentially, well, us being the center of Israelites, we were the, we are the most high teaching assistant to the rest of the class, if you will. So the class project is these universal laws, statutes, and commandments, right? And then like you had mentioned last week or the week prior that we are supposed to be walking our path within this path. So this path is is universal. But Mm -hmm. being that we have this technology that the teacher has bestowed us with, we are obligated to be able to teach that to all of the so-called classrooms, i.e. nationalities on the planet, to be that example, which is why we would be judged harshly because we are supposed to be the pinnacle of example of what these all represent. So the fact that we fell away from that is where – the fact that we fell away from that is obviously going to render itself to the status that we're subjected to. And the third point is like, you know, with the Title A subsection 1401B, Aboriginal National, in a lot of ways, it's basically providing notice to the United States Incorporated that the fact that I'm returning to my Aboriginal nationality, you respect that, you acknowledge that, so therefore it's notice, and therefore, since I'm in the Republic, and knowing that the term Republic actually meant Republican, from the scriptures, they were politicians. So mm-hmm. essentially, as a body politic, we are basically, we're basically, for lack of a better term, politicians foreign to the United States, but we're operating in that dual capacity because we're basically like foreign ambassadors to this entity, the United States, that is. But we have noticed to prove that we are able to operate in that, in that capacity to do so and not really be... You know, not have our faith interfered with unjustly, so to speak. So that's just—I know it was all over the place, but that was just some of the things I was just sort of—that was just—that was just thinking about in relation to the video and just the grand scheme of this work that we're sort of embarking on. And I, you.
2: Hmm. Very well, is very well put, brother. It's a lot of interesting things that you said there. I'll just say this. You're you're on the right track. All of us, are, he, all of us here, have a fundamental understanding of what is transpiring on a foundational level here. It's the intricacies that we aspire to grow in because it's so many different things that make a government, and there's so many different things that make up this particular government. Um. I guess because I, when I look at what this government is opposed to the various other different governments, or what the governments were before, this is so. It's almost kind of grand. It's so grandeur. It's it's a. It's almost kind of like a over exaggeration of something that should be so simple. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> but right. I guess that's why it's so. Unique. It's so. It's such a mystery, you know. But the mystery is that the the law is always been here. The law is never going away, and that they've always been. That this government has always been using the law that we set out for uh, the nations to use, which is always, which has been, which has become known today as in national law is considered to be international law
3: or, you
2: know, simply put, natural law. It is the, you know, it's it's the, I guess you can say, I don't know, because eventually it could be called something else, but for now in this generation it has now been deemed international law. But in hindsight it's really natural law. Acting uh, or governing everybody in, you know, uh, everyone under it now. Because at one point, it was just the Israelites who bound themselves by law, you know, by certain uh, natural principles. And then now we have the entire world, you know. But, you know, we all here understand the uh, foundational principles of it. It's later on. In your upper levels, where you'll start to understand certain intricacies um you know, and i I mean maybe everybody may not necessarily get all of it, but it's important that for for each one of us to get some of it so that we can eventually put it together to have a whole understanding of it, like how the United States is or how ancient Israel was um, but yes, brother, um, you're on the right path all the brothers and sisters here, you're on the right path, please be diligent in your studies in regards to anything that we give you um, and research for and against, but do understand that when something is in your face, like the answer is right in your face, accept it for what it is and apply it if it if if it can' be applied. Then you know I wouldn't you know put too much emphasis on it because it could probably it could stagnate you. But aside from that, um, right now we're in our third week of discussing uh, that particular. Okay, we're in the uh, third week discussing that particular video. It is my hope that. Um, we can move on to the next video, and the next video, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's
3: going to be, um, I think it's going to be
2: true name and Aboriginal titles. Granted, we already talked about it, but I think think you guys are going to get a little bit more intricate with. Um, uh, you're going to be a little bit more intricate with the details as to uh, why you have your Aboriginal title and uh, why you have a uh, straw man, and it'll be a little bit more. It will answer the questions that I may not have been able to answer, and usually it happens that way. But you know, I'm always thankful for that because. You know, if I'm not clear about something, I'm hoping that I have the tools to give you, to help you understand uh what I'm saying. so in this video, you guys will have well over a whole lot of information to learn about true name the aboriginal title um I'm gonna try to make sure that video is up for you guys by next week, so please um. Be on alert for that. Um, again, um, always make sure that, that, that you know, you guys watch that video. If you, you know, haven't had the chance to watch it, please do watch it. Again, if you, you know, haven't had a chance to ask about the video, you are more than welcome to do so because, again, it's your class time. I'm actually, you know, here to uh, instruct you in a way where you ask the questions, you know, about something that you actually viewed. But more so, I want to be able to engage you in conversation about it as well. So um, that's my goal for next week is to get the true name, Aboriginal title video on up. And then after that, you guys are going to have another video. Um, I'm not necessarily sure uh, what's in the lineup because I hadn't necessarily looked. But it's going to be very interesting. So um, please be patient. It is 59 minutes after 9. We can adjourn for the rest of this evening. Also, again, if you guys have any other contributions in regards to the list, if you want, you can send them to the university, and I'll uh, copy and paste them in the list that I already have. I love you guys. Thanks for coming out. Shalom, shalom. Love you too,
5: brother. Shalom.
2: Shalom, brother. Shalom, sister.
5: Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.
1: Shalom,
3: brother. I'm a sister.
1: Oh, God. I'm trying to get to the. Okay. okay.